Choosing a career in sales is a risk many people aren't willing to take. But if you can handle the risk, a sales career can be the most rewarding challenge you'll ever face. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the place where we study together how to win at the game of sales by examining unique strategies behind successful sales efforts and seek ways to find our own success in what continues to be a fascinatingly complex marketplace. If your goal is to create a standout sales career amidst the noise and endless competition, these discussions with leaders in the field will inform, educate, entertain, and inspire you. Get ready to uncover your unfair advantage. Welcome to the So You're in Sales podcast. Today's episode of the So You're in Sales podcast is sponsored by My Love of Beer. Yep, that's right. I'm just going to admit it now, I have spent a great portion of my adult life chasing the next great craft beer, and that obsession has led me to create the Brewers for Good program, where we highlight the stories of brewers that are making a difference in their communities. We do this by virtue of a crowdsourced poll where members of the community tell us about the stories of the breweries that they love and the reasons why they believe that that brewery should qualify for the Brewer for Good program. We then vote on that and celebrate the winners at a happy hour, the first of which will happen March 22nd at Heartland Brewing Company at 4 p.m. If you would be so interested, come on out and join us as we celebrate all of the votes that Heartland Brewing Company got in the first round of the Brewers for Good program. We look forward to sharing a little bit of our love with them on that day. And the next poll comes out shortly, so be on the lookout at Social Good Promotions for the next Brewers for Good and your chance to nominate your local brewery doing all of the things that great brewers do. Now on with the show. We'll try to live up to to you know <laughs> the billing that we're we're trying to establish for you. But so uh, episode episode sixty nine. Okay. Aired on February nineteenth. Okay. This twenty twenty. All right. Two little years. did we know. Little did we know. Little what did was we know about to happen three weeks later. <sighs> Literally, right. your and my podcast episode was the last one. Wow. That wow. happened before the pandemic. Wow. And it was also at that time the last one I had in person for a very, very, very long time. Yes, because we were being good citizens. Yes, we were being responsible Americans. We were being good citizens. Yes. So, so yes, it, it's in a lot of ways, you know, just knowing that you and I were standing on the edge of a cliff. In more ways than we, we really realize. Would have guessed. Yes. Right. And so for me, I thought it would be fun to have you back. Yes. To, to hear what two years of life has meant for Wendy Kevin. You know, yeah. I guess it's actually a really good thing that you told me, uh, you told me then, and then you told me again in March of 2020, when do you need to put yourself out there more? Right. Because the honest answer is if I didn't uh, force myself to do that and become comfortable with it, I wouldn't have found the value in that digital world yeah. that was sitting there waiting for me. Right. I would have just been like so many people and just done the, this, the set and wait and wait and wait and wait instead of going screw this there's i'm going to take advantage of it 
You know, yeah. so I don't think I would have had the same level of uh, of, of comfortability of it. Sure. Comfortability. I made a new word. <laughs> um, if 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 I hadn't already had some experience with with this this world right. uh, before before it it shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, literally, the thing that you relied upon for income requires people to be in each other's physical presence. Yes. Yes. And so talk about having your cheese moved. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my lordy. Yes. So so talk a little bit about like, okay, so so here's Wendy runs a business that is networking teams. It mm-hmm. requires us to be in a room together going through the exercises that we've coached ourselves on yes. to be effective referral team members. Yes. And suddenly it just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you and I had this conversation two years ago, I ran in-person physical driving distance business meetings, you all know, all over Metro Detroit, all over. I mean, I, I had a, I had a four County pull and I, I was driving, uh, I was driving hundreds of miles a week. Right. And, and I knew that if push came to shove, they were not going to be comfortable mm-hmm. in in the meetings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This I had I really I, I I really you know wasn't expecting lockdowns, um, but I also was trying to meet my clients where they are. Yeah. So well. so luckily for for my business at that time, we already had I already had Zoom ready. Yeah. As as an option. So we never missed a beat. We never missed a meeting. We never missed a time together. Matter of fact, we accelerated our times. We started doing it weekly Mm -hmm. um, to keep people connected, to keep people motivated. Um, Started offering workshops. You provided a workshop for us during that lockdown period of time. And um, and, um, I'm very pleased. It actually makes my heart really happy when um, I get feedback from people who knew me before. And like one person said, you literally just rose up, grab your shield and said, we're going forward. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you're getting emotional and it, I am, well, it's, I'm really touched that other people saw it. Well, here's why though. All right. So let's, let's talk about what's going on in life right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people out there watching us right now who either quit their job, left their job, haven't figured out what they want to do with the rest of their lives. Like resignation. It people have made all kinds of choices that are so dramatically resplendent of their attitude change. Yes. Right. And you were no different in that because Mm -hmm. I remember very vividly you saying with the same passion and emotion that you just showed to your people during the beginning of the pandemic was that no one under your watch was going to go out of business. Yes. Period. That was my pledge. That was it. Yes. And you did everything you possibly could. Yes. And to me, I think, okay, so increased meetings, um, things that used to get charged for from one member to another suddenly were free. Yeah. Um, if a cha- if a challenge was presented, we masterminded the shit out of that until yes. we come up with some kind of solution that made sense for the person who had the problem. Yes. I think all of that, one, made you better at you. 
Yes. Because it's just the speed and the repetition with what you were doing. Yes. Two, the fact that it was so core to your being that you really believed what you were saying. Yes. That you were willing to not just accept what people were saying is what, oh, well, Wendy, there's nothing we could do about it. You were like, there's always fuck that. There's, <laughs> there's always something you can do. It's, always I something, mean, right? Buzz, pivot pivot might have been the buzzword, but you never pivot down. Right. You pivot around. Okay. And so what I think happened, and we're going to talk about what what's different now and what you do from what you used to do. Right. Because mm-hmm. that is, all of us are faced with, like, how are we going to do what we do differently now? Yeah. But I believe in my heart of hearts, because you chose to put yourself out there, you were willing to invest the time in your people, you were authentic and transparent in your messaging, that... People rallied to you because it was exactly the opposite of what was going on in most of the great resignation, which is what I was just reading, which basically said all of that stuff that the businesses say that they care about when times get tough and you don't show that you care the way you said the great resignation happened. For those of you who don't follow Wendy on LinkedIn, if you want to see a strategy in play of the way that someone is purposefully using a platform to advance their personal and professional brands. I present example A. So tell us the story. So you you double down, you double down. say the hell with that, we're yep. doing things, and some stuff happened to help meet that need. Yeah, I well, none of this would have happened if we hadn't had the technology advanced with we've had. Sure. I mean, could you, yeah, could you imagine? And um, and I and part of it too, I mean, I sound very, very altruistic. But it was really good for me, too, because it gave me that vent. It gave me that opportunity to not feel powerless Mm -hmm. by taking action, Mm -hmm. by making a plan, by this isn't working, I'm going to keep working on this, by focusing on others. Um, And and, uh, for the conclusion to your story, that was my pledge. Nobody goes out of business. And and the honest answer is by the end of the year, I had lost three. Um, But... Um, I guess overall that really wasn't bad considering how many businesses have closed. Yeah. What percent of right? your total group? Right. I only lost three out of, of like a hundred. Okay. So, so yeah. A ridiculously small amount. Ridiculously small amount. And one of them was such a new business that they, they never even had a chance to get them get going. Right. right. I, you know, I, and then I started viewing these videos cause I started making these little videos myself. And I've also have a great joke about what a selfie stick is really for <laughs> now, now that I'm in my forties, <laughs> it's not about taking pictures. It's about having the phone far enough away so you can read the screen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazingly transformative time. There's no other way to say it. Um, I, 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 I look back and Wow. I, yeah, I, I think me would be really proud of me. I took advantage of every opportunity, every pivot. I jumped into anything I could. Uh, the digital world is massive and beautiful and welcoming. And, and for me, just kind of a weird side note, why would I go back to just as far as I can drive when I can literally do women's success summits that are sponsored out of France because of this digital world, right? And, and one of the videos that I made uh, was about farming your business. And, and I used my own vegetable garden as an example <laughs> where it was this one seed that I planted and I cultivated it and I took care of it and I gave it what it needed. And now it's producing this harvest right. that's come back to me. Um, I like to talk a lot about tulips and daffodils bloom in the spring, but they have to go in the ground in the fall. 
And the gardener never once questions whether or not they're wasting their time by planting the bulb. They have faith it will grow, right? right? So I put this video out there on on LinkedIn, and I got a a meeting request from somebody. This is lesson number one that I learned from LinkedIn. (laughs) Look at their profile, know who you're talking to before you actually have the conversation, because this person was like here, and I didn't know it. Uh, So I went in unprepared. (laughs) For what this conversation. So you had a learning moment. I had a learning moment. <laughs> a I had a learning, learning moment. moment. I have a learning moment that's become a coaching moment for others. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I had this conversation with this gentleman who thought I was a sales coach. And he was trying to figure out a way to help his sales team, his national sales team, recover from a 65% loss. Well, they were printing promotion. Right. I'm familiar with the problem. (laughs) No expos, no golf outings, no, no fairs, no door knocking, no anything. Yeah. Right. No need for tchotchkes Mm -hmm. and in fun promotional items. And, and he asked me to uh, create a quote on what I would do. And honestly, Roger, this is, this is, this is probably (laughs) lesson number two. And how much I would charge. And I've been so generous with trying to keep my people going yeah. that it never crossed my mind that what I was doing was worth was worth paying for. Right. 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 So that was the spark. Uh, that was the spark that created my coaching and speaking business, Crusaders Networking. Yep. That happened October of 2020. Uh, so cool. I love and, it. Um, and it also was that moment that I started to realize that uh, there was a gap. There's, there's a gap in, in what people are taught. They, they know how to sell and they know how to market, but they don't know how to connect. Mm-hmm. And when times are good, they don't need to. Sure. You know, yep. it's shooting fish in a barrel when the economy is good. Okay. Or there's so many, so many uh, industries out there that still preach the uh, make a hundred phone calls. That's better than spending one hour with a group of people who might help you grow your business. <laughs> right? There's, there's this, this, this uh, churn and burn, baby. Churn, right. churn and burn. Right. It's all in the volume. Right. It's and, the volume business. And, and but it's worse than that. It's literally. Missing every opportunity that you walk across because you were only told to view people one dimensionally as a transaction, as a transaction at the most, at the most. Right. So, and so that's, that's, that's where (laughs) my coaching comes in is how to build a sincere connection for, for long-term value. I mean, you and I've known each other for how many years now? And yet never once has it been, okay, you owe me your turn. (laughs) We're not keeping score. Uh -uh. Right. Right. And, and I have no problem referring you to others because I know you're going to take good care of my reputation. You're going to take good care of them. I don't have to worry about it. And, and vice versa. And, and these, this is a a neglected skill, but here's the beauty. It's a skill, which means it can be learned. And once it is learned and practiced, it becomes an art form to others. Others will see you doing it and think they're a natural. I can never do it, which is not true. It's a learnable skill. And I teach that skill. I hearken back to episode 69 when we talked about how the devastating relationship you had with the awful politician who had really bad managerial skills yep. had such an effect on you. And destroyed my ego. Now mm-hmm. people are paying you for the, uh, for like the same thing. 
you know, in a lot of ways, like right. help me get over this self-limiting belief, help me get around this thing that's causing me to have an impediment to my success. Right, right. right. Help me be more effective in the time I spend, not spend more time. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and so this is, I want to dig into this a little bit because I'm sorry, this is the nerdy sales portion of the presentation because okay. I'm going to talk about like the technicals of sales. So if like you're not into this stuff, this is me, you might want to fast forward a little bit. Don't do it. It's because... going to love it. You're going to be so happy to hear this. <laughs> All right. Going back to that managerial style in sales that says this is a volume business and you've got to make 40 calls a day or else, you know, we're going to put you on a performance improvement plan, right? Like, right. That's where I was raised. That was my life. Most of us were. And yeah, it's not fun. It is not fun. There's no fun coming into telemarketing Tuesday knowing you're going to go 0 for 60 on the phone today. <sighs> and you're going to get called into the conference room between the morning and the afternoon sessions and everyone's going to say what they did. And it's the most God awful, sad excuse making that you've ever seen. Yeah, I've got zero. Like, you know, and it's just like, uh, one lady yelled at me and hurt my feelings. (laughs) Right. So knowing that that is the mentality that has traditionally governed sales management, Mm -hmm. there was always this discussion. And you and I, like, I just love the fact that you use an old school sales term in farming. Yes. Because hunters and farmers have always sort of been what most sales professionals would deem others. Yes. You're either a hunter or you're a farmer. Yes. And farmers were not looked on very favorably. They were looked on as the people who really couldn't get the job done in a lot of instances. It was like, oh, he's a farmer. He's not a killer. He's not going to go right. get, oh, the- get quota this month. Like, right. he's a relationship guy. And yeah. so consequently... Okay. Those performers who looked down on farming were the ones who most often got promoted to sales management. Yes. Because weirdly, they take the best salespeople and take them out of those roles and put them into something that they're not as good at. Right. What you're really doing is you're creating a mentality in your culture that says that relationship building is a bad thing. A waste of your time. A bad thing. Yes. A waste of your time. Yes. Makes you soft as a salesperson. Yes. And so consequently, like you said, talk about a gap. Oh, huge gap. So there is there was very sh- little written or discussed about yes. the concept of creating long-term relationships in sales. Yes. Secondarily, the research that I watch is talking about how the role of a salesperson is increasingly moving down funnel. Okay. Right? So originally before the internet, especially, right. you needed a salesperson so that you could ask them a bunch of questions so that you could help get better educated about what you were going to buy. Right. There was no way for you to do that research really, right? except to talk to other people. Right. right. And there wasn't the internet to allow you to be able to ask for recommendations of a large group of people. Right. You had to ask like maybe one or two people and hope that they knew what they were talking about. So consequently, the salesperson was always in the position of strength. Right. Hence this whole, if you're a hunter, there's no need for a relationship. I'm in the power exactly. position. Just give me your money and yes. I can move on to the next person. Okay. It. So now we move into what just happened during the pandemic. And what the funny, the, the funny thing is, is there was like sheer panic with hunters, with that type of sales professional. Yeah. They're desperately looking for anything. Didn't you get start getting those emails from people that you haven't seen in like <laughs> two, three years? Sure. Hope this finds you well. Right. Just want you to know we're here if you need <laughs> anything. And you're like, gee, so I mean, suddenly the 800 number is not what I should be using anymore. It should be you. 
you know, it's just, uh, it's just, yeah. There was but, actually a YouTube video that I have, and if I can find it, I'll post it so that we can laugh about this as a group. Somebody took like all of the commercials from all of the really big companies during that period and strung them together. Okay. It's literally the same commercial and it, they're saying nothing. They're saying no. literally nothing No, because <laughs> when you don't know what to say, yeah, you don't say anything for fear of it's going to get you in trouble. Right. So I'll just choose the most vanilla, the most absolute word salad that you've ever heard in your entire life. And all it makes the, absolutely no sense whatsoever. As long as the buzzwords are there, that's all that matters. <laughs> Check the box. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Got them, got them, got them. Yes. Okay. All right. So, yes. so here we are okay. uh, basically with a fallow field. Yes. All yeah. Right. It's been laying dormant. Okay. It's been unused because it was viewed. It's just like the uh, people who used to believe that the, the empty fields, there was something wrong. So they would just cut down all the trees to make a field. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Instead of like, no, that's the healthiest soil out there. Yes. <laughs> oh, we learn sometimes, don't we? So it would be one thing for you to say, well, and so I became a sales coach and I have these women's empowerment. Right. Yeah. That's the exact point. So my, okay. So how do I, I want to express this properly so that people understand. You could say that that's your job. Okay. But if someone someone says, well, how much would you charge? And you don't know. And if someone says, send me a piece of collateral material that so I can review what it is that I'll get from you and you don't have any of that. Right. Well, yeah, we all have to start somewhere. There's a dissonance, right? right? So Right. That's actually what happened. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So then you said, well, I got to get to the part where I have actual things to sell. Yes. That I have a clear definition of what I am. What do I do? Okay. How do I translate so, it? So yes. a lot of people out yes. there might be going like. Yes. She's in this new underserved area. Yes. Like, what am I going to get? Like, but I'm promotional products are stuff, mm -hmm. but I sell consulting services and virtual events. And mm -hmm. so you don't have to just buy promo from me. Right. We can do business lots of different ways, but I had to tell people that, Hey, like I'm a sales and marketing consultant and yes. you can buy one hour of my time. You can buy a month of my time. You can buy a year of my time and here's what it costs. Right. Yes. So yes. you set about, it's planting your seeds. Yeah. Yes. So, talk, so talk about that. Yeah. So I went, so yes. So I actually had to define first, you know, I had this spark that people don't know how to build sincere relationships. They've confused networking as part of selling and part of marketing where it's actually a completely separate skill set. It is a skill that you can, you can practice and function within without ever touching a sales practice or a marketing practice. It is sincerely about, uh, being of service to others, building that relationship. Um, I like to talk about it as, uh, you know, Roger's the doorway. So if I'm looking at Roger's as a sales prospect and I'm asking all the right questions to qualify him as a sales prospect and he doesn't meet my standards, I'm done with him. But what I failed to also take into account is Roger is full, is a doorway. He's a doorway to a network full of people. Maybe one of them does. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that I actually do coach, and 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 it's funny because it's actually a video coming out in March. Please follow me on LinkedIn; you'll really enjoy it. <laughs> is uh, is how to put layers on top of what you're already doing for more effectiveness. Mm -hmm. So while I'm asking questions to qualify you as a sales coach or as a potential client, um, I'm also going to be listening for specific things so I can see how I can make tap into your network mm -hmm. or offer my network to you so you open the door. Mm -hmm. So. You are no longer one opportunity. You are an unlimited number of possibilities. And I took a couple extra seconds 
to make a sincere connection with you, to make sure that you actually like me Mm -hmm. so that we can continue doing business because nobody likes to feel like they've been tricked. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of these networking skills that are taught and please don't be offended if you're a sales trainer. That's, that's not where I'm going. But a lot of times they'll spend 15, 20 minutes at a sales conference talking about networking. But it's a way to to get them to let down their guard so they'll sign the contract. You can hand off the 800 number and wish them luck. Right. That's, that's not what people want. They don't want to. No, no. You want to create a raving fan out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Because a raving fan is going to share you with everybody. Yeah. And, and, and how much easier is it on you? You know, yes, we all start out new. We all got to do the phone calls. We all got to do the door knocks. We all got to do all of that stuff. But the idea is over time, you've built a network that starts working for you. So you don't have to do that so much. Right. You don't, um, uh, certain professions like, uh, like a financial industry, the goal is to build a book of business that is so broad that you don't literally have time to spend an hour with every single one of them every day. So how do you make a connection with them right. that they don't leave you for the cheapest penny? Exactly. Or they, or, or they bring their kid to you next, mm-hmm. you know, that is the relationship part. That is the networking part. And that's what Crusaders networking does is, 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 is like I said, it fills, it fills that gap. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's great to add to sales training. It's like supercharging your business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we just said uh, the hunters become the managers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they be, yell at everybody. Being a, far- <laughs> being a farmer is looked down upon. Right. It's a volume business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's absolutely no opportunity to be able to even consider the value of a relationship because you're going to get in trouble. Yes. If that's the way, like if, if your metrics are set up. Right. In the historical sense. Right. And you're trying to use the strategy that we're talking about. Right. You're going to, you're going to, there's, it doesn't scale fast enough to try to approach, but I'm, stay with me on this. Okay. Right? So, yeah, because two things came to mind. So, so, because those, those metrics are what are um, studied, mm-hmm. what you really miss out on the opportunity is there are periods in your relationship building process where you'll get explosions of growth. Mm-hmm. When you are a volume seller using traditional methods, it may still produce results, right? But it's not going to produce the same. You're going to massive results that happen when the pop happens, right? Yes. Like so again, like back to your tulip. Yes. Like you have to put it in the ground. You yes. have to do the activities yes. and just accept that you have to wait for the you results. Have to wait. But if you can just marry it into your old school techniques and start a mix of these and layer. Yeah. Like, it's right. <laughs> I talk all the time. I'm always talking about layers, workshops, everything like that. It's layers. Yeah. It's that pie chart thing. It's yeah. You start here, but the long-term value of adding those layers and layers and layers is walking up the steps. Yeah. It gets you to the top of that hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we still have to ask people to buy. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. So, sorry. <laughs> so we're not going to conflate like it's never time to ask for the order because that's not the case at all. What we're saying is if what we know is in the no like trust continuum that everyone agrees people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Yeah. And yet the average salesperson's closing ratio, do you know the percentage? I do not. 25%. I, I don't even pretend to be a sales coach because I'm not. So I, okay, so, yes. and um, personality testing. Right. So whether it's Myers Briggs, it's DISC, it's there are four quadrants. The cardinal the, rule. So guess what? Mm-hmm. 
when you don't have any additional value to offer, the only people who do business with you are people who are like you. Oh, oh that's so <laughs> Because the other three people are like, eh, not my, not my flavor. But this fourth person who shares your personality makeup is like, oh, yeah, you're super comfortable to me. Right. Well, if you could just do a better job of building camps in the other three quadrants by spending time with people and building relationships. Yes. What might that do to your actual close percentage? So do you know what you just walked into for me? <laughs> What's that? My networking landscapes. Okay. Okay. Because we've talked about, you know, farming and hunting. Yeah. But did you know, from a networking <laughs> standpoint, there's also a fishing and a foraging. Oh. Right? Where I coach four different styles of networking for four different results. Mm-hmm. And actually, the hunting I use is not from a sales perspective. It's from a, I'm an analytical well, this is wasting my time. So it's about making a plan and tracking your progress so you can celebrate successes and know, oh, I, you know what? It was a good thing that I talked to that person because they brought me a new lead, right? Right. So so that's what you're talking about, where I, I you will find one of these landscapes is you're comfortable in. Mm-hmm. But when you have an awareness of the others and how to function in them, you are better. That's when the real magic happens. That's where the real magic yeah. happens. And, and I do want to point out super quick, this is actually an ideal skill for introverts. I mean, everyone thinks if you're, if you're in sales, if you're in networking, if you're in marketing, you gotta be, you gotta be me. And I, <laughs> you gotta be us. We'll talk to anybody all day long. We love it. Um, but a lot of the value comes from asking questions and listening. Yeah. That is a skill an introvert is a master at. So they can be ideal salespeople, ideal networkers, ideal connectors if they realize their own superpowers. <laughs> and on the other hand, for people like me, it helps. Uh, what? How did I call it? It reined me in because I do get passionate. I get excited. I want to help. I see value. I see opportunities that people miss. But... I don't want to overpower somebody. Yep. So it helps reel me in as well. Yes. Are you looking for my advice on that? So I was just going to, if there is two years behind Wendy, Wendy listening right now, what would you want that person to be hearing from you? Say yes. Doesn't matter what you want out of life. If you don't say yes to the opportunity, yes to the event, yes to the invitation, yes to the podcast, no, you're not going to find the value. So say yes. Give generously. We help others without expectation, and that's where opportunities are found. When you connect with people without expectation or prejudging them by their business card, that's where opportunities are found. Success is beyond the business card. And be patient because not everybody is where you are and not everybody is moving at your pace. But you still want to plant the seeds and cultivate that crop and keep, 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 keep that connection. Don't burn the bridge. Keep the bridge open. Because that day might come when all of a sudden they are exactly where you want them to be to help them. I ended our previous interview by saying I'm just going to leave it right there because there isn't anything better I could put on top of that. So, so concludes the audio portion of the So You're in Sales podcast. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. So now welcome to the bonus video content, everyone. Hi. Join us next Wednesday as the video-based version of the So You're in Sales podcast is released on the Social Good Promotions YouTube channel. Bonus content in that episode includes Wendy's question for me, as well as a deeper dive into some of the topics that you got to listen to in this audio portion of the show. 
If you like this, we would ask that you please share it around with others who you think might take value in the discussion. If you'd like to explore a topic, please feel free to contact us. We're always looking for new ideas on discussions and or guests that you would like to see us highlight in a future episode of the program. We look forward to our next discussion in two weeks with yet another interesting guest. Until then, this is Roger signing off.